The following recording is a presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Rohnert Park, California, and of Pastor Val Mark Smith. We are an independent Baptist congregation committed to the accurate presentation of the historical doctrines of the faith. We welcome your visit to our services anytime here in the Rohnert Park area. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time to come together and study your word together, to learn together. Lord, just uh, we ask that you just edify us, lift us up, that you just guide me in your word, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so um, Brother Jorge liked to have everyone stand, so we will do something not ordinary during the 10 o'clock hour. Let's all stand, but first, get your Bibles out, and we're going to pick it up in Nehemiah 2.5, Nehemiah 2.5, and and this I'll wrap up at the end, so you'll understand why I'm mentioning Nehemiah first. Nehemiah 2.5. And we've gone through some portions of Nehemiah. Pastor has a couple of times. Um, and here in this section, of course, Nehemiah is, uh, is, is, is bringing the wine, right, before the king. And the king sees Nehemiah and he's... Uh, a little downtrodden, his countenance is down, and the king asks him, what's wrong? And Nehemiah, of course, here in verse 5, I'll go ahead and read it if you'd read with me. And I said unto the king, if it please the king, and if thy servant hath found favor in thy sight, that thou wouldest send me unto Judah, unto the city of my father's, sepulcher that I may build it. You may be seated. As you prepare a sermon, many things, or whatever you're going to write, many things go through your head. After you write it, you start putting notes on it afterwards. You've seen pastor come and and, uh, he'll talk about how before service, he'll go in and he'll restudy something. Um... My talk this morning is about opportunities. Opportunities. Um, Opportunities are different than problems. Opportunities are are something we look at for a positive change. And problems we kind of react to. And, And the problem with problems is that reaction. And reaction is sometimes negative. Um... 1 Timothy 4.8, for the body exercise, for bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of life that it now is come and that which is to come. Looking at the word godliness in that example of text, we, we want to find out what that is. And godliness in that piece of text is piety, right? And piety can mean a love or a, a, a reverence for God, right? And what he's asking of you service-wise. Some things I've talked about in the past being service-wise, of course, feed my sheep, right? So those are examples of what we have for service. Um, we look at Webster's Meaning of piety, piety in principle, a compound or veneration or reverence of the supreme being, love of his character, 
or veneration accompanied with love and piety in practice is the exercise of the affections in obedience to his will and devotion to his service. And what is that service, right? So we have two main points in his service, which I'll get to. Um, My topic this morning is for everyone. It's about deacons. It's about members. It's about irregular members. Some people only visit one service. Some people visit all three services. Um, It doesn't matter who you are. My topic is about love, one for another. And I don't know about you, I I like motivational speakers, godly ones. I'm not into some of the world's motivational topics that, uh, that if they're not founded in God's Word, they're not that interesting to me. But uh, there are some common things that we talk about. And um, thrown out there, when you train, you gain, right? I mean, we know when we go to the gym, we work out our muscles. But what is that profiteth? Really nothing, right? Um, or how about what you don't use, you lose, right? Um, has anybody heard of Zig Ziglar? Everybody has, right? Yeah, my Gareth is raising his hand right there. I like Zig Ziglar. I, he was one of those guys I, I wanted to see on tour. You know, just he, he was a Baptist. I don't know if you guys knew that. Um, but he wrapped up everything, founded everything, principles in his life experience, and of course his relationship with Christ. So I, I, I like that about him. And uh, he has a quote that I try to use, uh, at least in my own mind, my own heart. Um, Of all attitudes we can acquire, surely the attitude of gratitude is the most important and by far the most life-changing. That's Zig Ziglar. So, piety is a devotion to God's service. That one part of his service, which I mentioned, is love for another. So when we look at our Bible and we want supporting verses for anything we're talking about, um, we have to dig it out and we have to find reference to those. One of those that we talk about loving your neighbor is in Matthew, Matthew uh, 5.43. You have heard it said, that thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. Luke 6.31 And as ye would that men would do to you, should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. Do unto others, you should have them do unto you. Kind of the paraphrase of that. Um, Matthew 5.46 For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment, right? So there's service, love to the Father. The second is like, like namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And there is none other commandment greater than these. So, As members here, believers here, 
I want to remind each other that we need Bible-believing friends. We're all here. We need that support one to another. It's a biblical principle, right? We're not we're blood related in Christ, but we're not blood related. I mean, I am to my family and that's my family here and your family and your family and your family and and that's one thing. But forsake not, right? Forsake not thy neighbor, right? We we look at that. Don't go to your brother who's afar off when you have your neighbor close proverbs 27:10 we need to endear our people to each other right we need to endear ourselves one to another we need to build those relationships one to another take the sermons over the last 4 weeks right so we had 4 o'clock services we had brother lino Brother Matt, Brother Jorge, John, tonight we'll have Eric. One theme that I felt through each of those sermons, and everybody picks up something a little bit different, is love. You go, how does he, how does he get there, right? How did he get love out of each of those sermons? Well, love goes into the preparation of these sermons, it's the feeding of the sheep. It's that passion that goes into taking the responsibility. Dalton's been doing it week after week. Feeding the sheep. We shouldn't forsake fellowshipping one to another. Whether it's 4 o'clock, whether it's 11 o'clock, whether it's 10 o'clock, whether it's Wednesday services, I kind of had a joke on my way in. I wrote it down in the copy room. I was, I was kind of laughing. When you go on vacation, who do you have to take care of your pets? Not that we're pets, I know that. But who, do you have people take care of your animals? You do, right? You have cats. Do you have somebody come over if you go out of town and they take care of your cats or do you carry them with you in cat carriers? No, no. Not cats. Not, not cats. Cats don't like cat carriers. Meow. Um, used to work in an animal hospital, so I, I hear that. <clears throat> when you're away, your pets still need to eat. Pastor's been gone. Attendance goes down. Somebody's coming in to feed the pets. The pets hide in the corner. They don't want to eat the word. We have members who've been starving for four weeks. Four weeks. Not one of us will say that we have that. I got goosebumps, but 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 that ability to to comprehend God's word like pastor. We should esteem to that. Each one of us should esteem to that. Um, but we shouldn't forsake the fellowship. And that's been happening. And I, most of the people that are here right now or most of the people that show up on Wednesdays and most of the people that are here right now or most of the people who show up on 4 o'clock. But we should encourage other members who aren't here, right, with love, 
to attend, right? We should have that, right? Hey, where are you? We miss you. It was a great, it was an exciting message. We had, we had Tabor here at 10 o'clock. Or you missed 4 o'clock, right? We had Brother John Bond preaching. Really, John was, John was preaching? You hear a new message. You hear it from a different direction. As long as it's in God's Word, rooted in God's Word, and it's edifying, you should be here. Leno's sermon was about the assurance of salvation. But it was about love. Not necessarily from a Christian relationship where we are brothers and sisters in Christ, but from one of our brothers in Christ witnessing to Leno. He was talking about the assurance, you know, false assurance. And, and I heard all that too, just like you did. But I heard about Mark Mayberry. Mark Mayberry, who day after day, week after week, Lino questions with questions. We already know that Lino likes to come to these hours and have tons of questions and email them into pastor and everything. But Mark Mayberry was pastor for Lino then. He let everyone know that he was a Christian. People didn't like him for that. Pardon me, I've got to get a little bit of water. That's one of the other things. When you come up here, your mouth gets dry, right? Mark had love for a man who was looking for God's word. He didn't have to do this. But Mark was loving thy neighbor as himself, that second commandment. Now, I may be talking to each of us here, so it's a little bit more connected. But we should be doing that in our own workplaces, too. We should be loving our neighbors as ourselves, within reason, right? We have to think about context. Context in situations. We can't just... In this world today, we can't just do things as we want, and there's a time and a place for everything. So Mark exhibited love. Matt's sermon was about how the world wants you to believe you're God. Right? So that somehow you're okay. Somehow, if I take enough medication, which kind of wraps into Jorge's sermon, you get out of your frame... Because if you take enough of that medication, Adderall and all those kinds of things, you are out of your frame. But Matt's sermon was about love too. So I heard everything there and you see where he's going. It was a love for how we communicate one to another. And that means with the world, but that very importantly means one to another here also. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. That means the gospel, of course. We need that salt as we're talking one to another. But we also need it in general conversation, too. Are we speaking with love? Are we coming from a point of view of love? Or are we reacting to something, right? 
It's not that which goeth into the mouth that defileth the man, Matthew 15, 11, but that which cometh out of the man, right? This defileth a man. So we have to be careful what we say, when we say it, how we say it, and come from that first position, loving the Lord. Loving the Lord first. If, if we look through that first before we're talking to someone, what's naturally going to happen? It's kind of like we always, if you have kids, we say, think of God first, right? God before everything, and everything else will filter down from there. Before we speak, we have to remember, we use that, that, that fundamentalist favorite Romans verse, Right? Those fundies, they always use that when they're door knocking. We've all used it. We've got to remember that as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. None of us. None of us are righteous. So what shall we do? We've got to remember that piety. right? One service. That second from the first Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. In our speech, sometimes we present our our motivations that um, it's come from God. Right? God put this on my heart. I'm going to correct you. Here it comes. Bang! You should do this. Bang! You shouldn't have done that. But you have to remember that sometimes, right? We have our old selves. Got the... We'll put back on. And sometimes, if we don't look to him first before we speak... That coat's still on, feels kind of comfortable, get a little itch, a scratch. Not putting God first. Look through love first before I communicate. It's personal feelings. Does God care about how we feel personally? Anyone? This is a 10 o'clock hour. We can all talk. Does God, does God care about how we feel personally? No. He wants us to live a righteous life. He wants to love us to love Him first and then love thy neighbor. That means here, near, and maybe really literally my next door neighbor. But here is where we're talking. Jorge's sermon was about Christian attitudes. If you haven't listened to these sermons, by the way, they're downloadable. Randy uploads them. He talked about crazy scientists coming up with all sorts of theoretical ideas. Past thoughts, forward thinking, just complete guesses, just making stuff up, which we feel that a lot of times they do. He also mentioned that he was kind of excited about soccer fans 
not soccer always, but could be football, could be baseball, and how rabid they are. Rabid they are. And we got a lot of football fans in here. I'm a fan of boxing, right? Some of us are, some of us aren't. Some of those guys put on crazy outfits before they run out and get up on the, the boxing ring. But you, you've, got, you've got fans in, in, in the Raiders, right, that, that get in their corner and paint their face. What do they call it? The Raider Nation, right? Raider Nation. They do it, you know, if you're a Giants fan. You wear everything orange. Got your hat. It's black and orange. We went to a, a game. We saw a lot of that. I agree with Lino, though. I'm Lino. Jorge, though. I don't know where that came from. Um, I agree with Jorge that we should paint our faces, but with Christ-like colors. How is that? It's a smile. He mentioned it. We should be excited. We should be joyous. We're not going to hell. We should be thankful, an attitude of gratitude. We should smile, be happy. Love thy neighbor as thyself. That expression comes out, social gospel if we want to use it. How people see us in the workplace. How we see one another. Do you smile at people when you come in? Are you excited to see one another when you come in? Are you excited to come to services? What you don't use, you lose. And when you train, you gain. And love is one of those things. If we're not exercising it, it just goes away. And we, we can become bitter or frustrated or I do too much or somebody doesn't do enough. Lino's sermon. <clears throat> With Mark. I flipped my page over wrong. Isn't that funny? Loving myself now. <laughs> Jorge says he's unqualified to preach. You guys all remember hearing that? I'd say I'm unqualified too, and everyone else. Obviously, I flipped my page over. It's the wrong page. Um, we're all unqualified. If we think we're qualified, we come from a sense of ego. That's not godly. I'm qualified. I could be the preacher. But I say that he is qualified. But I don't say it. I say the Word says it. 1 Peter 3.15 But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Getting up here is all part of that. It's feeding the sheep. 
feeding lambs when you're out there in the world. Feeding the sheep is in here. Beloved, if God loved us, we also ought to love one another. 1 John 4.11 John's sermon that I, I mentioned a little bit earlier, equal, emptied, exalted. wish I had Eric's, but his is tonight. It was about Jesus' love for us. He's giving it first. The whole sermon was about that. The God-man who emptied himself, who was and is in us above all, right? Without him was not anything made that was made. How he emptied himself, humbled himself, and was obedient unto death for us. Are we like that for each other? Always. We should strive for it. John was feeding sheep. We need to love each other and lift up each other. Oh, wait. What's a deacon? The servant. But what should we do one to another? Serve one another. Yes, thank you. Serve one another. We're all servants one to another. We need to remember that. Servant doesn't correct the master. If I go to somebody and I have an idea, if I go from a point of view of love or am I going to go from a point of view of reaction? I'm serving someone. Philippians 2.2 2. Fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. And what shall we do? We can all say it. Thou shalt, come on, love thy neighbor as thyself. Come on, I'm going I'm to say it again until we all say it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. A little tale of Sheila and I. Show oh, now she's rolling her eyes. Little tale of Sheila and I. Um, myself first in my uh, in my uh, early twenties. I worked in a store where a gentleman by the name of uh, Brian Cook. Brian Cook was a crazy person. I say that he'd hear this, he'd go, "Yeah, I was." Brian Cook was crazy, wild man used to call himself a ladies' man. Before. Before. I knew him after. Before he had Christ in his life. Brian used to get down, and every single day, and this can't happen everywhere, I used to tease him for it, every single day before we would open up the store, which is a retail store, and he would pray. That's crazy, right? Do you do that? Brian used to witness to me. Talk to me. He didn't bring me tracks. He didn't do all that kind of stuff. He would sit there and talk with me. He didn't just go, here's this little piece of paper. Read this. And walk away. He would talk with me. He befriended me. Something there. 
seeding that idea along. Sheila and I go to work at another store, and bang, Don Rutherford was there, right? Don Rutherford. He always had J. Vernon McGee on in the shop. We could not hear what was going on. We go, what are you listening to? And I encouraged it. I wanted him to be happy. I wanted him to be excited. I wanted, man, he's fixing things worth sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars. I want him to be in a good mood. <laughs> Don't want him breaking anything. But Donnie would invite us to church, and we went a couple of times. But Donnie continuously, right? So if you know somebody in your life, so i got two things going on here. Externally, if you know somebody in your life who's not listening, it doesn't mean that God is not working. Sometimes you just got to be kicked in, which is what he did to me. Other times, it's a, just a, a light drawing in. For me, he knocked me down. But Don Rutherford, we were just trying to talk to him, but haven't had contact with Don for a little while. So, I got a Brian Cook and a Don Rutherford. Externally, but how should we love each other, right? Internally. I'm not going to run out of time. I'm gonna, I'll wrap it up here, Brother Dalton. I could keep going for another 45 minutes, but... <laughs> how should we love each other in the church? If we bring problems one to another... I want you to pay attention to a couple of things. If I see a problem, or you see a problem, that there's no solution for, no solution. Why you mention it? If it's past and it hasn't happened, what are you doing bringing problems like that? We do it every once in a while, right? We, we, we bring things up that we can't fix, we can't solve. But man, it's bugging me. Why? Why are you letting that bug you? Think about the context. Right? We're at the 10 o'clock hour. Everybody can talk 10 o'clock hour. Ladies can ask questions. It's not happening necessarily this morning. Context. Context. So when you see something going on, think about context. Try to take out your personal preference. We need to biblically discern opportunities, meaning real church needs, real church needs, real needs of members, because we are the church, right? Taking out the personal preference. Personal preference is different with everyone. It doesn't show love. It shows me what my preference is. This is what makes me happy. I think this should be really shiny right here. Why didn't somebody clean it? Right? We need to make sure that we think about real needs, one to another, with love, be thankful and look to Christ with appreciation, one for another. If we use personal preferences instead of love, we can kill stifle, mash that joy we have one for another, right? People bring you something. It can be a little bit frustrating. I'm not saying anybody's brought me anything in particular. But it does happen every once in a while. We need to show love one for another 
And remember, there's a place for everything. Keep things in context. I'm going to read this verse because I've got to get out before 10 till. I did, think I did this last time with work. Christ says there's a time and a place. Right? Hit a miracle, some water into wine, a wedding. So now's not my time, but he did do a, there was a miracle there. But he was stressing there's a time and a place for everything. So we look to the Bible. We figure out what's going on. Of course, we have Ecclesiastes in 3, 1, right? We start off with seasons. To everything there is a season and to every purpose under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck. Pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill, a time to heal. It goes on down. A time to love, a time to hate. And I'm skipping some verses down for time's sake. A time for war and a time for peace. Speak in love. Remember context. Context with time. Context with situation. We can get bogged down if we don't look from a position of love. Right? Bogged down if we don't think from a position of love. And I mean a Christ-like love one for another. I'm going to wrap it up here. And I don't mean to end on, I feel like I'm ending on a negative note, and I don't want to do that. But I want you to focus on love when you speak. Christ-like love when you speak. I'm not talking about people in a sinful life. I'm not talking about people out of a walk. talking about love one for another and taking out regularities from irregularities. Something happens that's irregular, why blow up? If it's a regular thing, you would go from a position of love. Did it happen once? Does it happen a thousand times? There's differences. It's all about context. There's a time and a place always respond one to another in love. Let us pray so we can close this out. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this time that we had together. Lord, just please bless uh, Brother Dalton, Lord, at the 11 o'clock hour, and thank you uh, for allowing us to just be here and study your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Rohnert Park, California. If you would like further information about our church, please feel free to call us at area code 707-584-7275 or write to us at Berean Baptist Church, 6298 Country Club Drive, Rohnert Park, California, 94928. Additionally, you may visit us on the World Wide Web at www.bebaptist.org.